Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is NFL Trend Zone. You know the drill. This is Dustin Baker here with Wesley Johnson and Jason Bowen. We talk about all the week's NFL topics down the line. This weekend was bittersweet. A couple games were pretty fantastic. The rest of the four I consider garbage, mainly because they weren't competitive. There were some cities and fan bases that absolutely loved them. Um, But my team's out, and therefore I was in it for the viewing experience, and I only got that out of two contests. Uh, But tonight we'll break those down, look ahead, and look at some coaching stuff. That is on the docket for tonight. First, however, per usual, talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march towards the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all of your sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year. There is a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They basically match half of the money you put in. Just use your promo code BLEAV to get started. Believe to get started. From football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, right on down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Gentlemen, as an overall product this weekend, these games were trash. Uh, I was disappointed. I know the fan bases of four teams were extremely happy because they were shellackings, and that's what you want if you're the Bills. You know, you want to pass the torch and you want to move on. Um, but the only two games that were, to me, that I, I didn't because the Lakers played twice this weekend. There were two nights where I like, Oh, I get to watch the Lakers tonight. Um, and I think that was Saturday and Monday uh, because the games turned out to not to be competitive, which I thought at least half of them would. I was incorrect. It was the Cowboys and 49ers that ended up controversial and exciting. And then Bengals and Raiders to kick us off. But on the whole, the other ones were just like teams that didn't look like they belong there. So I think uh, we were right almost down to the score on Chiefs over Steelers. Um, I should have foreseen the Cardinals looking like a bunch of idiots, but uh, I thought they would show up to play and <laughs> they they might have been the worst team in the playoffs uh, this weekend. Um, what happened to the Cardinals, Jason? Like, what's what's the deal? Oh my goodness gracious. That, that game, I think that, you know, that's why I asked you earlier this week what my prediction was for that game. Cause I, I, I want to say it was 35 10. And uh, that was, that was shocking to you guys. And, yeah. But maybe that was the, that was the Chiefs game instead. I, I, I'm not sure which one of those games I picked, but I, I, I'm pretty certain it was the Cardinals. I think it was because I remember, because we all agreed that the Steelers would not put, only thing I said about the Steelers was they have the mystique. And that they should show up to play, but that was just a pipe dream because they looked like shit too. Um, but I think that you did because there was one of the games where you predicted a big score, and I, I either said yeah, right, or like just snickered. Yeah, and I, I'm confident that it was that one. And yeah. oh my goodness gracious, they didn't they, they didn't deserve to be there. The the way that they played heading into the playoffs was a. Uh, was an indicator of exactly what they were going to come out and do. And it couldn't have been a worse performance for Kingsbury and company. Oh my goodness. A Murray looked just awful. Um, and 
I mean, yeah, it was horrible Cardinals. Yeah. And it, it really makes you wonder if they were uh, how good they were at the beginning part of the year or if mm-hmm. it was just, you know, oh, man. But yeah. and the Rams looked good. All, more, all the credit to them as well. Um, I, I thought that the Rams are a far superior team talent wise, and they certainly came to play. But the but the Cardinals oh, what an awful look. Yeah, that was I, I, I can't imagine that Hopkins means that. I mean, maybe it means that much to a team. Um, but the way that it shook down on Monday night, that was about the only way that Cliff Kingsbury would have either instant hot seat chatter or have guaranteed hot seat chatter heading into next September. If they would have lost by a field goal, it would have been, well, yeah, at least he got them there. Then they'll build on it next year. But the way that they kind of collapsed down the stretch of the season and then got to the playoffs and looked like imbeciles now, whether it's this week or first week in September, he's got to do better than that. Otherwise he'll be fired because the perception will be, you've got all this roster talent and can't do anything with it. We get anything uh, wrong on that synopsis, Wes? No, no, I, I think it was spot on. Um, Jason had mentioned um, they kind of limped into the playoffs. Uh, I think that their season kind of peaked in maybe mid-November. Um, Two years in Hop- a row. Yeah, they did that losing, with the Hale Murray. Yeah, and losing Hopkins, it, it definitely hurt. But I, I think even if they had Hopkins, uh, the score would have been relatively the same, maybe slightly closer, but not too terribly much. Um, they just they were trending in the wrong direction. Um, we had briefly uh, texted about it um, earlier this evening. You know, uh, there were a few teams heading into the playoffs that were kind of streaking. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardinals were going in the wrong direction, um, losing four of the last five. Uh, we'll get to the other uh, streaks here a little later on. Um, they're entering the offseason, um, and this offense could look vastly different. Uh, Chase Edmonds, James Connor, Christian Kirk, AJ Green, Zach Ertz all hit free agency in March. Not everybody uh, knows that DeAndre Hopkins is uh, turning 30 in June and coming off uh, a knee surgery. Is he 30 already? Mm-hmm. He will be 30. He, his wow. career started a little quiet compared to how we know him now. Like he was just coming up. He did it gradually. He didn't do it in a Jeffersonian way. Uh, Justin Jeffersonian way where he was instantly great. He, yeah, took he got, he got to start in text uh, Houston, right? Yep. Yeah. Before Watson. So he had to deal with garbage at quarterback Shab. Yeah. <laughs> actually put together a couple good years, but so on, uh, uh, so yeah, the reason I know this verifiably that this is two years in a row, the Cardinals have collapsed in the last half of the season or last 33% of the season is remember last year, Wes, when the Vikings started to get good um, down the stretch, they needed the Niners and the Cardinals to lose. And mm. s- systematically they lost like the Vikings needed them to. And all the Vikings needed to do was win one more game for them to get <laughs> the playoff seat. But I remember watching it unfold because it looked daunting when I was like, well, the Cardinals need to lose three of their last five or whatever it was, because it was right yeah. off the steam of the Hail Murray. And it was like, oh boy, they've arrived and they're here to stay. Now, two years in a row, we felt that and cliff diving. Pun intended. (laughs) 
and it's and it's sad to say too because your guys as Vikings, if a couple things would have worked out a little bit differently this year, they would have put up so much better of a performance. I just almost guarantee that. Yeah, I kept hearing that yeah. from my my friends that are Vikings fans that for like four different times this weekend, well, the Vikings would have played this team better. It's like, well, of course they would have. Every game they played was a one-score <laughs> game. Like, this yeah. is not news. I know that yeah. they would have taken the Bills to the distance. Yeah. Um, but that's another one is the the Bills. They, if, if there was going to be a, a script written about passing the torch, finally, um, I was wrong on this one. I thought the Patriots would win the game, let alone not get <laughs> yeah. embarrassed. Um, but now Brian Dable is the the hottest quarterback coach in the world because of the one game that uh, they put up a perfect offensive game. And yeah, I, it's kind of hard to deny that this is, they finally did it. They snatched the AFC East after 20 years from the Patriots. And so long as Josh Allen doesn't get catastrophically hurt, this game showed that they're tough to beat. I don't think they're quite as good as consistently as the Chiefs, and we'll talk about that here shortly with the upcoming slate of matchups. But, uh, Jason, the this surprised you, I know that, but um, did this sell you on the legitimacy of the Bills? Yeah, you know, it certainly did. And the it, it, this Bills team is, is kind of an enigma because it literally – sold me three separate times this year in, in, in opposite directions. The, when they beat the Chiefs Monday night, I'm like, this is the best team in football. Then they go on this little slump, mm-hmm. which was capped off by New England and Brady <laughs> back-to-back weeks. And I was <laughs> I was questioning on if if New England just took all the wind right out their sails mentally. And then they come back and Oh my goodness! I couldn't have been further off with my prediction um, yeah, with this last game. They both, just, pal. yeah, they just dominated and looked at once again like the team that beat the Chiefs. So yeah, I mean when they're clicking, they are really, really difficult to beat and could potentially be the best team in football. Now, I don't know what that's done for Brian Dayball's stock. I was high on him early. Then kind of in when he doesn't run the ball for three consecutive <laughs> quarters, kind of yeah. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, I'm sold for sure. And like you guys have said several times on this show, custom made to beat the team they're playing this week. Yeah, in this game, um, this game should be the AFC Championship. I mean, I don't. I'm Tennessee, mm-hmm. and Cincinnati will be fun. But Tennessee and Cincinnati feels like a divisional round playoff game, if not a wild card game. And Chiefs. Bills, just because for the mere fact they played last year and it should be the sequel, um, there's nothing you can do about it. But it really does feel like these are the two best teams in the AFC that happen to be meeting one week early. But that's how it goes. Uh, let's talk about the two close games real quick before we launch into a divisional round speculation. Wes, the the Joe Burrow moment happened. He, for the first time in three decades, took the Bengals to a playoff triumph. And they they took down the Raiders, who who did their damnedest to rectify a season that went pear shaped in about four different ways. Um, so you you got all of your predictions right, by the way, um, for yeah. these playoff picks. 
Um, and you'll, you, see, did. you, you see, he says that he does it when there's no skin in the game for money, like he can nail these, but as soon as he were to put down the wager, he claims that things get shitty. Is that, that, that's, that's how it goes. Absolutely. <laughs> that's exactly how it goes. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Now, I mean, I can do maybe like friendly betting, <laughs> the, you know, amongst family or friends and that's usually okay. But if I go lay money in Vegas or something, guaranteed it's i'm rolling snake eyes it's yeah without fail i think it's the recovery gods that are trying to keep you honest and in check <laughs> yeah. you know they're like he's really good at this and you know we can't let him be good at an addictive thing <laughs> well yeah i mean if you won then you would be addicted so <laughs> yeah yeah he could have seriously hit a humongous well a pretty decent parlay this weekend even though yeah he didn't really have a huge upset so to speak um, Niners were an upset, but not huge, but yeah, he would have, if he would have l- l- laid down a hundred, it would have been a couple thousand dollar payout. I think yeah, at least all done on those picks, but yeah, way. yeah. Down, down the line. So, so the, the Bengals, you've been higher than us recently, the last three weeks, I'd say. So do they, was the performance they put on, you know, whistle, notwithstanding Whistlegate, um, mm-hmm. is, did they hit their ceiling, so to speak, or do you do you think in this season there's still more to come? Uh, that their matchup where they go to Tennessee, uh, it's the toughest one for me to pick on the weekend. Uh, on this coming weekend, I, I really don't know. Um, it's usually clockwork where you know one team coming off of a bye comes out not ready and just lays an egg uh that was before when there was four teams on the bye now with two teams on a bye i just i don't know if it would happen or not with tennessee um tennessee will probably have derrick henry back uh, as we talked about last episode um man i it, I think this might be where their luck runs out. Um, I think um, a few players on their defense left, if I recall, uh, during that Raider game and didn't return. Um, Trey Hutchinson, their yeah. um, defensive tackle, he left and didn't return. I think it might have been a concussion that kept him out. Um, so his health... Like, if he's out, that's going to put a serious damper on on their chances. Um, he's a critical component of their defense. Um, and also remember that their offensive line isn't very good, and that will right. probably probably catch up to them somewhat soon. Right. And uh, it's marvelous that Burrow can circumvent that, but I don't think when you get into the bowels of the playoffs that that can hold up. Yep. We shall see. All right. So, uh, Jason, talk about 49ers Cowboys. What did you, what was your extractions from that? You know, I, even though I picked the Cowboys to win this game, if you guys remember, I, I wanted to almost go back and, and side with the, with the <laughs> Niners. Um, and, and it really, it, it really turned out almost exactly how I kind of thought it might. Um, you know, I do think that the Cowboys are, I think that they're just a, they're a good soft team, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, 
but the Niners were just, I think, the better team, the better, dis- certainly the better disciplined team that game for sure. <laughs> what they have, like 14 uh, penalties? Dallas did. I almost tweeted that during the week, but it slipped my mind because I always go through stats for the Vikings each week. And then every every week, Dallas is always tops in the league for penalties. And I thought about tweeting that, saying that it could be their undoing. Uh, I forgot. And then, yeah, they had 14 penalties. Wow. And it's I swear to God, in a, when a team is led by Mike, Mike McCarthy late in the playoffs, every in the wake of every Mike McCarthy game, we're talking about some dumb shit thing that he did. <laughs> I kid you yes. not. Like, it yep. seems like it's always, well, he didn't get along with his quarterback in the final game, or they did something. He went for it on blah, blah, blah. Or in this case, he just like every, every big game, it seems like Monday morning quarterback, the media is talking about, did McCarthy make the right decision there? And right. it's kind of like a smoke. There's fire type of thing. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and I got to touch on the on the two coordinators there, just because mm-hmm. they have some connection with my team currently. Um, I, you know, it, it was it was it was uh, ironic to set to see that you know when the announcers were were calling it out several times that boy this defense needs to they need to step up and they need to get, cause one of those big plays. The, the defense did exactly that with two huge turnovers that the offense just it, it, it kept them in the game, but they just weren't able to, to, to do it. I was very disappointed with what I saw offensively from Dallas. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it, it turned out exactly almost as I kind of predicted the more I thought about my prediction last week. And that's really because Shanahan, for some reason, even though his teams inexplicably struggle in stretches of the season or in games, they just sometimes they don't show like he always has like the better game plan. It seems mm-hmm. it's probably why he's beaten McVay five times in a row. Um, right. Yeah. He, he just is a, like a master strategist that sometimes I don't know if the players don't show up, but in this game and like, I think it will happen against the Packers. Like they just do. And then you, then you, you start to wonder like, why has this guy only been in the playoffs one time before? And yeah, they, they did, they did everything necessary in three quarters on the road, no less, and a team starving for a playoff win in Dallas. You could tell by the looks on the fans' faces. And then um, in the end, you knew that Dak was going to try to do something, but they just didn't do enough. And then they had this like risky riverboat call on that final play, and it didn't work out. So um, it, I don't know. It's It seems like Shanahan, even though I'll, I'll give him heat at times for his wins and losses, it's just this brilliant mind. And yeah. It's, yeah. You know, I think that's why you wanted him, what, five, four years ago for the, the Broncos, Jason? Oh, yeah, for sure. And obviously, you know, for his namesake, I mean, you yeah. know, I knew what he was able to do down there in, in Atlanta offensively. But yeah, but you're right. I mean, you know, in, in, in his first um, in his time in San Francisco, if he's got a f- f- reasonably healthy team, He's going to have that team ready to rock. Mm-hmm. And if they're in the playoffs, you can expect good things. Yeah, there was in the Super Bowl. Uh, so 2019 season, I think it was the fourth quarter. Garoppolo threw a pass, a deep pass that was overthrown to Emmanuel Sanders. And that probably, if he connected with that, that would have won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it seems like Garoppolo is this marvelous patch over quarterback right now where you can't quite go away from him because you have proof in the pudding that he got you close to the dance. So I, I really do think this is the last hurrah with him. And he's just 
good enough to not entertain going with Lance for the playoff stretch. And we saw Garoppolo wanted to give it away. Uh, he made some uh, fatal mistakes, but the Cowboys mm-hmm. in this, like whatever, what you know how you talk about the Elway cur- curse, you know, him making a devil and deal with the devil in 2015. The Cowboys have one of those two that when they won that final Super Bowl with Barry Switzer or whatever, and ever since then, <laughs> you know? and who would have thunk yeah. it at the time? They were they were such a glitzy team that didn't seem unbeatable. Uh, and so, well, let's pivot to the matchups now because the rest of the games, I think we've touched on at surface value because they just weren't very entertaining. The Bucks just 31-15 over the Eagles. That should have just remained 31 nothing by the emotions of it. Uh, well, one last thing I want to say about uh, Garoppolo, though. Um, the The... The comeback against the Rams, that last drive that he put together was pretty, yeah, was pretty uh, composed and very, it, you know, watching that, you know, as a quarterback starved football fan in Denver, <laughs> you're watching that and you're thinking, wow, that, yeah, that would be nice to have for a change. And as a coach, you got to assume that you're watching that as too making that decision, you know, you can win with this guy. Yeah, there he Garoppolo will stay in the league, rightfully so, as a starting quarterback. It's just that these teams that believe that they have everything but the premier elite guy that can make the huge throw on fourth down in the fourth quarter of the fourth playoff game of the year. Uh, I think that is what they want Lance to eventually be. And it better be because they gave up three, three firsts, uh, I think for him. And they got Garoppolo on ESPN radio on my way home from my daytime job. They were talking about how he could be a giant and uh, push Daniel Jones to the, to the brink. Um, But yeah, no, he just, it probably won't be at 28 million or whatever he makes per year. It'll probably be in that, 20 to 25 Not, well, depends on how much the salary cap and inflation goes, but uh, let's pivot into the, to the upcoming slates. Um, let's do bills. Chiefs. We'll start there. That is the last game on the docket that will transpire uh, 5 30 PM Eastern uh, central time on Sunday. And this should be the AFC championship. And the thing I, I believe the chiefs will win. I'm not crazy confident in it, um, but the chiefs, I think the chiefs are, they have like this golden state warriors feel to them watching the game against Steelers in the first 25, 30, 40 minutes of real time. I thought we would start to see the meme with the guy with the stick poking that said, do something, either team do something because <laughs> they, it looked like they neither one of them showed up to play. And then I swear to God, like 12 minutes of real time later, you look at your phone and Mahomes has three touchdown passes. It's like, it's like the clay Thompson, Steph Curry onslaught. You don't know what hit you. And you, even though you know it's coming, you're like, well, maybe this is one of the games where they they're just not gonna show up. Um, but he, Mahomes, the way he orchestrates it, often I think it's the only football player that I can say it. He clearly doesn't have it today. And then I'll forget about that eight to fifteen minutes later. It, it's wild. Um, I think the Chiefs will prevail. I think it'll be a slugfest. I like the home field advantage here. But I certainly would not, you know, guarantee it or anything like that. Uh, Wes hit me with Bills Chiefs because I think you you have the Bills going to the, the promised land. I want to see if you're sticking yep. with it. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't see anything uh, negative from the Bills to deter me from my prediction. I believe they go into Kansas City again and emerge victorious again. Uh, it will be uh, the game of the week. It's why it was placed on Sunday evening. Um, this should be a back and forth shootout. I, I believe it'll be closer than um, 
the game earlier in the year, but uh, I still believe uh, Buffalo has what it takes to hold uh, Kansas City in check enough. Do you right now, is there any part of your cerebellum that feels stupid for picking against Mahomes? Do you feel mm. like, yeah, probably not a good idea? Or are you pretty damn confident in this? I'm pretty confident in this. Um, okay. Mahomes is a, a great quarterback. Um, I just don't think he's necessarily reached that tier of the Brady or the Rogers where you're like, well, yeah, I, oh, man, he's, he's really close. He's really close. I think, I think, um, I think personally, I think he's there. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe that mid season stretch deterred your opinion, others opinion. And it, to, for, you know, for a minute, me too, I was like, what's the deal here? Um, yeah. but I, well, I'll tell you this, if you're right, then he better take a seat in the passenger one for a while because it'll be all Allen all the time for the next eight months. Yeah. If he's able, if he's able to have one of those recent custom vintage Allen games and they win on the road. Yeah. It's going to be power rankings. You're going to have to, we're going to be in the time of, Oh God, is it Allen or Mahomes? And yeah. most of us didn't think we'd be here. Cause uh, I, I, I thought Mahomes would remain supreme, but this would be the jumping off point for the team uh, Allen or the camp of Allen that says that yeah he's just as good. I don't believe it yet. Um, I guess I'll have to wait till Sunday night. Jason, tell me, Bills Chiefs, what do you got? Yeah, I I'm with Wes on this one, and wow. I think I think that it's amazing to me how much my you know I had them <laughs> losing to the Patriots, um, <laughs> and now uh, now I'm all about them again, and it's um, <laughs> I I think about about Mahomes and, and I, I have a, I mean, gosh, I, obviously I, I hate playing the guy twice a year. Guys are a complete rock star, but I've also seen him play some pretty horrible football. Um, and, uh, it's, and, but I mean, yeah, I'm going with Allen. And if this happens, if, I mean, and I think that the, that the bills want this game, more than they wanted, obviously, the Patriots game. And mm-hmm. if they get there, then what does Kansas City do moving forward? They'll have to do. They, I mean, they lose in the Super Bowl, then they don't even get there. I mean, I, I'm they're going to have to reevaluate some things over there if that's the case. And and obviously, you don't touch. And you know, it's it, that's that that's going to be what I'm most interested to see if Allen and company go in there. And I think that they can. And I and. I think it might even look similar to the way it did on Monday night. Um, Cause I think the bills are hungry. Jeez. I mean, yeah. they just shocked me against the Patriots and if they can come out with that same mm-hmm. tenacity. Wow. Well, it would, it'll, it'll be an interesting. <laughs> the chief's strategy will have to get very interesting because they'll just start to enter the era of Mahomes' humongous cap strap his cap hit, how much he engulfs the percentage of the cap, um, you know, because it's the highest deal ever. And it's going to, it's, that will remain a fat ass deal for a while, despite how much inflation takes the quarterback salaries up, but what they'll have to do, if indeed, whether it's uh, they're creamed um, versus the bills or they lose at all, they're going to have to do what Wes has talked about for most of the season. They're going to have to be the team as Taylor made to beat the bills. And I don't know X's and O's what that is right now. Um, but it's really, if, if, if Allen takes this leap, 
which he's more than capable of, you know, and snatches that, that title away from Mahomes. You look at just the field of these AFC's monsters of rock type of quarterbacks. You have Allen, Mahomes, Watson, if he stays, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow's coming up, Justin Herbert. It's like, when does it end? Like, yeah. you're never going to get your storybook um, Manning versus Brady because there's too many of them. Uh, lots of them. Yeah, and I mean, no wonder these teams like the Vikings with Cousins or Raiders with Carr are tempted to throw these good quarterbacks by the wayside because they're not they're not going to be good enough to go up against these superstar like uh, household names. And I, I don't know where they where they all came from, but in the AFC alone, it's like six dudes that you'd start your franchise with and just be tickled to death. And it yeah. used to be there was only Brady, um, Manning, Breeze, and Rodgers. And that was it. And then the rest of the guys, like Rivers, would nibble at it from time to time. Yeah. So, yeah, right, Roethlisberger, well, too. Yeah, Roethlisberger. Know, I mean. Yep. Yep. He, uh, thankfully for him, he always had a tremendous team no matter what. And um, he certainly deserved, yeah, he nibbled. He was in, in that group um, for a while. But not now. Yeah, you're right, man. <laughs> These guys are rock stars. They're going to just dominate. so many. They're going to dominate the league for the next decade and a half. Yeah. And you then, I mean, Tannehill is another one where you think, is, is that good enough? You know, you have to build the team around him, which is a no brainer football thing. But uh, the dudes that I just rattled off based on their progressions, the young ones, they based on the way that we look at things now, it should be those same five teams in the playoffs every year. Uh, every you know, every yep, year. Yep. All those dudes led by however many I rattled off those that should be the playoff field every year. They can mix seeds when they want, get home field <laughs> advantage, trade that back and forth. But uh, especially if Deshaun Watson stays in the conference, it's, it's wild. Yeah. Um, all right. So I got the chiefs. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it, but usually when I say that bad shit happens, you guys got the bills. <laughs> Uh, Rams and Buccaneers is that's the other Sunday game. That one's really intriguing because uh, the Rams looked marvelous and they are the type of roster that if we're looking at each other on February 14th, the day after the Super Bowl and they're champions, we're going to say to each other, how did we not see that coming? They have everything, but right now nobody has them as the front runner. Uh, so Stafford looked Pretty decent um, against the the Cardinals. We already know their defense is fantastic. And then Akers is back. Nobody expected him to be back in however many months after he tore uh, ACL or what was it? Uh, Achilles. Achilles. Yeah, that's even worse. Um, so I'm uh, the Bucks are better by the numbers, but this also feels like a game that if they they've got the people to beat the Bucks and the undermanned Bucks at that. Uh, I'm still picking the Bucks. Oh, I, I hope this one is close too. So I'll take them 27 to 24. Uh, Jason Rams and Bucks in Tampa. Yeah, oh, man, this should be a great game too. Uh, these, we're going to get some good games this week. Um, this could potentially be the NFC championship, <laughs> but then you know, I mean, then you got to factor in, I guess, the Packers too. I mean, so there's, there, I think the best team currently right now. Out of these two is, well, they both, they both won pretty convincingly. Um, I think that the Bucks beat a better, I thought, I think the Eagles were a, were a better team than the Cardinals last week. Um, I was surprised to see them come out and lay such an egg. Um, I, but I, but again, I, I can't bet against Brady. I, I won't do it. Um, so I got the Bucks. I got a, the Bucks similar score as yours. Um, 27, 24, 27, 21, something like that. 
Okay. Um, Wes, did you see enough from the Rams for you to switch your pick? Um, I did. I, I'm leaning towards the Rams uh, now, um, not necessarily from how they performed. Uh, I thought they, you know, would perform well against Arizona. Um, the reason why I am uh, heavily debating taking uh, the Rams this week is uh, the injury to Tristan Wirfs for Tampa Bay. Oh, yes. Uh, he went out early in the second half and with an ankle injury um, and his replacement was just God awful. And then <laughs> Worfs tried to come back for a series and re-injured his ankle. And um, he, he was a shell of himself. If he's not there, um, I think it'll be problematic for Tampa and Brady. Um, I know a lot of the media has been discussing you know, the plays will have to be sped up um, and he'll have to get the ball out uh, quicker. Um, I think that plays into uh, what the Rams want to do, that that would allow them to kind of keep everybody in front of them. Um, Ramsey will probably shadow Mike Evans. The other options out there for Brady aren't, that appetizing i mean gronk will be there but um i think uh the rams should be able to um keep him relatively in check um the rams beat them at home earlier in the season uh i thought it was kind of a scheduled loss for tampa at that time um that could play in at some point um, mentally, but I think um, if Worfs is out, then uh, it'll give the Rams the edge that they, they need to um, emerge victorious from this. And then it'll be just how they, they drew it up because this team was built for a playoff run. And then they would presumably be heading to, Lambo or hosting, yeah, hosting, hosting the the 49ers. And yeah. um, yeah, they're just I, I have that nagging feeling, and it'll really be um vamped up if they beat the Bucks. That then it's I I don't want to feel like a dumbass for looking at the Rams roster and then in hindsight thinking, now what did I why didn't I think they could do this? Because they've got the <laughs> roster for it, and so long as Stafford delivers fourth quarter heroics. Um, to close out these games, probably against Brady and then maybe against Rodgers, um, then they can do it. But um, <laughs> it's going to be a fabulous game. That game is going to be so intriguing just because of all the, the playmakers. On yeah. that note, the Packers and the 49ers play Saturday night, 7.15 Central Time. And the 49ers in the playoffs have beaten the Packers three straight times. I mean, that isn't dating back to the 70s and stuff like that. That's dating back to... The Kaepernick era. So their last three matchups, Packers are 0-3 against the 49ers. And this is against Kaepernick, and that's against Garoppolo. doesn't make any sense. The last time they played each other was the NFC Championship 2019 season. Garoppolo threw the ball six times, and that was good enough. And they beat them 37-20, to and that game shouldn't have been that close. I remember watching it uh, gleefully uh, because it wasn't even remotely competitive. 
So I, it's, it's really hard to believe that the 49ers could beat them four times in a row, but they just match up so damn well. And I'm going to stick with what I predicted last week and believe that the Packers version of luck this season has run out because they're really the only team outside of a week one when they looked abysmal, really the only team that hasn't had a downswing. They had their very temporary downswing at the beginning of the season, and they've been consistently good ever since with a lot of injuries. Uh, but I, I, I trust the 49ers and that I probably will regret it, but I'm going to take the 49ers. Uh, Wes, this one, I know you're probably soul searching was, the yeah. nin- was the Niners performance against the Cowboys. Good enough. Uh, it was, I mean, they, they did a phenomenal job. Um, they held, for the most part, the receivers of Dallas in check. Um, last week, I mentioned um, the Packers would um, expose the secondary of yeah. uh, the 49ers, uh, which I believe is their their weakest link on that defense. Um, this one's going to come down to injuries again. Uh, Nick Bosa... He left with a concussion uh, after, I believe, having a concussion during the Rams game. Uh, so I don't know of his availability. That will be key, I think, for them, for their uh, defensive line rotation, as well as just he's a phenomenal player when he's out there. Uh, and then the other one was um, their stud linebacker, Fred Warner, Mm-hmm. He left with some kind of, I think it was an ankle injury. I'm pretty sure he'll be able to do what he needs to do and, and go for that game. Um, but if those guys are hobbled, it's just going to make it all that much more difficult to go into Lambeau against Aaron Rodgers and emerge victorious. Um, the Packers went to San Francisco uh, late in September Um they won on a last second field goal by Mason uh, Crosby, 30 to 28. Uh, Niners scored a late touchdown, left 37 seconds and no timeouts on the clock for Green Bay. And, uh, you know, the, the general story is, you know, it's too much time. <laughs> and, um, you know, Rodgers was able to drive them down the field and get that field goal. Um, I, I can see a similar situation happen here. Um I, I'll still stick with the Packers on this one. Oh, okay. Well, damn it. I didn't want to hear that. Oh, but each their own. Oh, it probably means <laughs> you're right, damn it. Or maybe this will be the first one you get wrong. All right, Jason, hit me with it. Uh, are you two ganging up on me once again with a with a pick here? You know, I, I had um, the Packers, I think. But, gosh, the Niners – I was really, really impressed with how they looked against Dallas. Um, and you know, you had Bosa go out and I, it didn't seem to me that they missed a beat at all. I I thought their defense played absolutely incredible. And obviously, you know, if you miss Bosa, that's going to affect you. Um, so I'm not saying that when he got hurt, they, they, they didn't even miss him because of course they did, but their defense really stepped up to play. Oh boy, I, I this is this is such a difficult game for me to choose here. I could see the Niners getting the victory and that causing Aaron Aaron Rodgers uh departure. I can see that happening. I can see uh Aaron and company getting it done too. 
I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna stick with with uh, Rogers uh, and Green Bay in a hard fought, close game. Uh, but I think Rogers and Green Bay prevail. Yeah, they'll have the cold. That's another one that should be in the single digits. I don't know if it'll be windy and all that for wind chill. And then they've got the trying to conquer history with losing so many times to different iterations of the 49ers. So yeah, I think on paper, it makes sense that these, this version of the Packers who's been so darn good for the entirety of the season stands week one can get to NFC championship. Uh, I just, I have a gnawing nagging thing about the, how, how good and balanced the 49ers are now if Bosa doesn't show up and Warner's just limping around, then all bets are off. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of operating under the assumption that those two are gamers and will be there, but. And I, I forgot completely, Wes. Sorry to interrupt and take mm-hmm. back a game, but I forgot all about Tristan Wirf's injury. Yeah. 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 That's a big one. That is huge. And it was so, so I was watching, like you guys probably were watching that live. And when he came back in, I was like, why? Right. Like, you, you already right. have it. Like you pretty darn sure you're going to win. And I don't know if he got in there and re aggravated something, but it was. I don't remember what the score was, but it did not feel like the Eagles were a threat. And it's like, why? What are you doing? Right. And I, based on what we know about Arians, it wasn't good optics. Like, right. I, yeah. And then he got <laughs> like he got manhandled um, on that first, like, or second, yep. the the first passing play, and that never happens to him. Yep. And that's why I tweeted that thing. Maybe he should take off his clothes and just quit. You know, he had to go back in there hurt. Um, yeah, then Arians runs out there and hits <laughs> one of his players. Yep. <laughs> what the hell is he doing? Yeah, he's, he they're building a different narrative about uh, Arians these last few weeks. It's weird. Yeah. Somebody yeah. said Antonio Brown's lawyers <laughs> taking notes. Just, I mean, geez. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, Arians goes out there, smacks his player in the back of the helmet. You yeah. Find 50 grand for that. Yep. We were just talking on Jeez. the Viking show before this about. Uh, when Zimmer was terminated, the Star Tribune in Minneapolis reported that his his culture, especially in the last year, has turned real callous and cold. Nobody nobody says hi to each other, blah, blah, blah. And um, we talked about like the writing on the wall has always been there that he was hard nosed and callous. Like remember Sharif Floyd West when when he had nerve damage, it's like. Zimmer allegedly stopped talking to him or right. Blair Walsh when he missed the kick allegedly Zimmer never really talked to him after that again <laughs> and so when and then what I chimed in talking about that fine is remember when Diggs was fined 200,000 bucks for going AWOL yeah and I just told this story on the Believe and Viking show that I didn't know you guys then and I didn't do anything with Twitter nor did I write about the Vikings but I recall when that fine was levied ESPN had the story and I swore to God that was a typo, that there was one too many zeros on that. And so I went to NBC sports. I went to Fox sports and they all said $200,000 and think Mm. about that. Jeez. I mean, it's horrendous that a player just doesn't show up for practice. I get it. And that's not how any regime should work, but a $200,000 fine and not, nobody really made a fuss about it. The media was like, "Mm." (laughs) and I was like, wow, these guys don't mess around. Right. That was before he was making it good money too wasn't it he, I think so let's see no that, let's see 14 15 16 7 no that would have been the year of his 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 extension kicked in i mean it it, it was no matter what unless you're like uh, floyd mayweather um that's that's big money and oh yeah it is i they, thought he was still might have been on his rookie deal for some reason no it was close uh so he entered the league in 
15 and he was not a first rounder. So his rookie deal would have went through 2018. And then we got him on a, not a team friendly deal, but it was relatively affordable at the time, just like we did for Kendricks and Hunter and Thielen. Mm -hmm. It was the glory days of the salary cap. (laughs) Oh yeah. All right. The final topic and game here tonight is the Bengals and Titans. So it'll come full circle for Wes who kind of prognosticated his thoughts. Stop short of making the prediction. I believe Uh, this one, it feels like it, this, the, the reason that this is weird for me is the Titans are usually on the other side of the coin. They're, they're the little engine that could. The exciting young new story that unsung beats the Patriots ends Tom Brady's life there in New England. And now they're the proverbial favorites because they have the one seed. And it doesn't feel right. They don't feel like a one seed that you're terrified of in any way, shape, or form, at least in my opinion. And that means they'll probably come out and just play fantastic. But I I think the Bengals are better and they have more momentum. It may be silly to bet against the Vrabel team that's now been here three straight years. And it always seems like Titans, Mariota or anybody, find a way to get the postseason. So they do something right culture-wise there. Um, But I I will take this Bengals momentum and offensive firepower strictly because I think it's brand new territory for the Titans to to be the one seed. It's kind of weird reasoning. But uh, Wes, weigh in on a formal prediction here because you said you were sort of agonizing on this one. Yeah, um, I think for me, it'll, it'll come down to the defensive side of the ball and who can probably run the ball better. Um, just looking at defensively, they they kind of mirror each other, both against the run and the pass, uh, the Titans and the Bengals do. Um, Titans being a little bit better against the run. Um, man, this one's a tough one. I I will stick with the home team, the number okay. one seed Titans. Okay, so then they would host the AFC Championship against yep. the Bills or the Chiefs. All right, Jason, uh, take us away on, and I promise next week we'll get to coaching stuff. Uh, Jason, take us away on probably the least exciting my opinion game, the Bengals Titans. Yeah. Th- th- this one for me, believe it or not, is a no brainer Titans um, all the way. I, <laughs> and, and I, it was thinking about the Titans, not, you know, earlier today. And yeah, especially if they get Henry back and even if they don't even give him a full workload, just his presence alone is going to open up so many things for them, I think. And um, you know, they were, they were in the uh, championship game two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, bounced out early last year in the wild card with two uh, Lamar and company, mm-hmm. but um, they are quietly um, uninspiring, if you will. Like to, to your words, I mean, they're not, they're not, nobody nobody wants to watch those guys, <laughs> um, you know. But they are and have been for the better part of a half a decade one of the better mm-hmm. teams in that in our in the AFC. Um, and and I think back to uh, I think it was week I think it was week seven when they just dominated Kansas City. 35 to three or something that was. (laughs) And granted, chalk that up to, well, that was when Kansas City was still trying to figure it out. But, you know, that's that's crap. Mm -hmm. What do you mean figure it out? They've had the exact same team (laughs) 
for five years, Kansas City has <laughs> pretty much ever since they got Mahomes. They've had every other piece in place. So you can't, I mean, you can't discredit that. That I mean, Henry, when he was rolling, was rolling. And I think getting him back, I think they're getting him back. And uh, this week of rest is really going to benefit them. And again, yeah. I got this, the Titans in the Super Bowl uh, this year. And I got I to gotta roll with them. I think they dominate um, Cincinnati. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Twenty-eight, fourteen. Okay, mm. it surprises me how I've been on the edge of all of these against you guys. I thought there would be a little bit more <laughs> unity here, but I don't know. Um, the unity. thing, <laughs> the thing I'll point out before we get off air here is because we had four beatdowns last weekend. You know, whether or not they were fun to watch or not, it really, truly feels like we have the eight best teams remaining in football. Um, the yeah. Niners, you might be like, eh, 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 didn't look all that. The Niners, I think, from head to toe, the way that they operate can be considered one of the eight best teams in football. So that's why this weekend, this is always my favorite weekend of football because most people love Wild Card Weekend because it's the introduction to playoff football and there's so many damn games. But I always love division um, round because it's all Saturday and it's all Sunday and it's the best teams left. And then you have a little bit of a letdown the following weekend because it's just one day of football and it's the conference championship. But I, this is always my favorite weekend for, for viewability because the games are, are so damn good. And, and we deserve four good games. Yeah. Um, I, was, I really was stunned that the, the Groundhog Day kept happening. Then, well, this team's out 21 nothing. It was like... I seriously just start planning other shit to do. So, well, there's no question, in my opinion, though, that the Bengals, I think, are the worst team left. Really? Okay. I think so. Uh, but you know what? My predictions this year have proven insufficient. <laughs> so, I mean, my 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 opinion and hot takes really are useless anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Well, next week we'll we'll only have to break down two conference championship. So we'll get into the coaching stuff, probably because there'll be a one or two hires, I guess, by then. And then um, we'll, we can speculate on the ones that are remaining. So anything, anything to close out the evening, evening from you gentlemen? Oh, it's a great show. No, you know? they wonderful. Have any controversial things? We had two big ones with whistlegate and where they flat out lied to us. <laughs> Just said, yeah. 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 NFL had every chance. They could have came out after the game and said, we got that wrong. We'll do better if these guys won't be back in the playoffs. But they just said it was after the whistle. Don't talk to for, us anymore. For what it's worth, at least from the, the video, I don't know if that whistle really changed the, the outcome of the play. It, I think that's why they rested on their laurels and before, during and after the game and just st- stuck to it. Um, but if you, you know, if you were a Raiders fan, which, you know, your homie Daryl is like, yeah, the fact of the matter is the whistle blew and that's it. Like yeah. it's in the, in the court of law, you know, yep. there's no, you're done. Like the play is dead and the, the Bengals yep. are the ones getting screwed. And yep. it seems like they just adapted with the rule and said, well, I think he probably was going to catch it. And that's not how it works. No, right. It's almost like in basketball, if a, a shot went over the backboard and went in, in the goal and they're like, that's a hell of a shot. Like, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and keep it. It's like, no, you can't. That hit the thing. <laughs> yeah. But the refs were like, did you see it? It was a pretty sweet shot. Right. right. That's my take. All right, gentlemen. We'll be back I just, with- I, Leslie, I just want to see Arians get riled up again. <laughs> yeah. He went from God, like 
not, not less than a month ago, like kind of when he had cancer and everything eight years, like he went from everybody's favorite coach with the cool glasses. And now he's super hip and a player's coach. And now he's just all rough around the edge. <laughs> it's like a little bit unhinged over there. Yeah. You go, you go down to Tampa Bay and you, you can just be vocal and show your true colors. Look at Brady. He was muzzled for 20 years. When you guys watch man in the, when you guys watch man in the arena, it's it, he talks like we do sitting around the couch talking about football, like, you know, with, like there's and they don't bleep anything out. Like he'll, yeah. he'll just he's just telling his stories and he's like, yeah. And then I fucking threw it to Welker. <laughs> and you're, you're watching it thinking he talks like me. This is sweet. Yeah, Brady's just a badass <laughs> throwing Lombardi yeah. trophies from boat to boat. Yeah, he even the people <laughs> that couldn't hammered. stand him. Yeah, there was the humongous sect of people that couldn't stand him in New England that have come to realize like, oh, he's actually cool. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was really Belichick that made him be uh, standoffish. Yeah. So cool. We'll be back in one week and we will go through coaches and conference championships. But that's all we got for tonight. And peace. Good night, guys. Later. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.